Welcome to another edition of the PlayStation Patriots Podcast. I'm your host, co-host, Chris Hinton. Wes Egas. The other co-host here. Um, so, this week, we've kind of been out of touch with oh, the news. I feel like Except, we've been out of touch for the past few weeks. I know, I, I know. I we know have what's going on. It's oh, kind I of know funny. what's going on. Our jobs suck. Oh, yeah, our jo- yeah. Yeah, well, so, the thing is, is that... We end up, at least for me, this ends up being my update night on all the game news that happened throughout the week. At least as of lately, just because I've had like little time to look at anything. Yeah, I know. It's been crazy. And, and the spare time I do have, I want to play Destiny, not, you know, like surf the internet on game news. I actually want to play games. So, which I have been doing a lot of. And, you know, my wife can attest to that. She probably, she's, she's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's there. She is back there. Termites Destiny. So, anyway. Um, this week, Gamer Snack. Let's just move right on into yep. it. Uh, we've actually got a, a few different things because it's the Halloween season and mm-hmm. there's always cool stuff at the Halloween season. Every year, there's something new, something different, and some kind of fall-themed flavor. So, the most first the thing that we... Pumpkin. Yeah, mostly pumpkin. But sometimes, like, sometimes you get some of the apple pie stuff, like with the Oreos, or you get the caramel apple, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um... But anyway, speaking of pumpkin, we tried the new Kit Kat pumpkin pie Kit Kat bars, which was incredible. Oh my gosh, they're great. They're fantastic. Are they are they exclusive or something? Or um, or? I don't know if they're exclusive. I don't think they're exclusive because so we tried them at we actually tried them at work. We hadn't actually got a chance to pick them up. We tried them at work because someone brought them in, um, and she told us she picked them up at Kroger's. Um, so you could probably get them at. Just about anywhere, I would think. I looked for them tonight at Target and could not find them. So, yeah, you might just have to look around for them. Um, But if you're near Kroger's, which that's like Midwest to Eastern Mm -hmm. side of the United States, that, that, you know, they're they're definitely there. What? Oh, Kroger's is also Smith's on the West Coast. So, check out Smith's. Um, And like I said, they might be other places. I don't know. But... Anyway, Kit Kats, they're individually wrapped, which is a problem when it comes to snacking, at least during game time. time. You might have to do some pre-unwrapping. Well, but the nice (laughs) thing is, the nice thing is, so if you're playing Destiny, there's a lot of, like, wait screens and stuff, especially while you're, especially while you're, like, going through the Crucible, you gotta wait to pick up eight players, you know, or you're, you know, you're traveling. you a team, and your whole team is farting around on, uh, or, like, just tear yeah, one of those Ingram's suckers open. And, like that, you know, yeah. and all that, so. so, I mean, they're not entirely inconvenient depending on what game you're playing. Um, no. If you're playing something straight, then yeah, you have to kind of stop and, you know, that's the that's the only problem I with Kit Kats. That's why I love those. That's really why I love those Cheez Its. Those Cheez Its are like perfect. In terms, so yeah, so in terms of grading it, though, snackability is kind of low. Just because portability. of the fact. Portability, yeah. yeah. Just because of that. And then on top of that, they're kind of. they're great but they're really sweet so you're yeah. gonna be able to eat like a couple they are sweet um i mean i'm not gonna tell you what you can and can't eat i guess but for me i <laughs> would only me, be, able to, I would be able to eat a couple it is a pretty strong it's a sh- pumpkin flavor which that's is great so good great yeah but, but like we said that kind of limits you to your the, the amount that you're so, gonna probably eat so i will add a disclaimer to that to the flavor kind of review portion of it because we liked it so much because we love pumpkin uh-huh. And, you know, we're the kind of people that were like, we hated the pumpkin M&M's because there's barely any pumpkin yeah, flavor. Yeah, you can barely taste any pumpkin. You know, but this one is so pumpkin-y, like so much, and it, and, and like the spice part it's of it. the spice, The yeah. pumpkin spice part is definitely accented in this. 
Um, but some people, like at work, especially they were trying it, were turned off by that. They mm-hmm. didn't, you know, they were just kind of like, eh, I don't like that. It's too pumpkin spicy. Too, eh, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, so if you're a pumpkin spice fan and you really want the hard pumpkin spice flavor, then the Kit Kat pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, whatever, is perfect for you. It is pumpkin pie um, is the flavor, I believe. But and it's kind of got like a Grammy wafer in the middle, which is oh, cool. So oh, good. man, graham cracker. So oh, man. But, yeah, it is, it is really good. So, yeah. If you're if you're into that, then you'll like this. If you don't like the overwhelming flavor, uh, not entirely overwhelming, I wouldn't say, but it is it is strong, yeah. then you might not enjoy it. So that's just my only disclaimer for that. So our review of the flavor is probably going to be higher than some people based on their preference. Um, so I personally would rate it a five because I loved it. It was like right. straight up pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, like full on. You know, exactly what I expected. Actually, even better. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd give it a five as well. Yeah. That, there's no, I'm not fighting it at all. That, that Those were really good. I wish I could go get some right now, but I'm not going to. Because <laughs> it yeah. would be dangerous. Yep, yep, it would. So, yeah, in terms of accessibility, like I said, I only found them at Kroger's right now. Or we only found them at Kroger's. But they might be other they places. Might pop up later. So, yeah, I'll put it at a four. Um, portability at a three, would you say? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, the individually wrapped ones are always going to be two because it's like two. I'd go two. Well, yeah. Because on top of that, they're in they're they're not like they're not even the individual like double pack, right? That are or were they or were they the single? They were. Six? They were. They were the individual doubles. I oh, just so broke. I broke doubles. one off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I know I know they also sell Kit Kats as like individual sticks too. So I wasn't sure like. <laughs> well, no. Was. See what happened is, I, um, I so Whitney gave me one. And I ate it, and I was like, oh, man, that's really good. And then Aaron gets one, and Aaron just breaks off half of one and tries it. And she's like, um, and she sets it on my desk. Here you go. And so I broke off that half that she, and I ate that, and I gave you the other side. Yeah. Okay, so at least you get two, two, like it's a Kit Kat, half a Kit Kat bar or whatever uh, in each pack. So that's nice. Yeah, it was funny because Whitney did not put that in her candy basket. She she put that away in her desk after she gave everyone one. So she apparently likes it, I guess, I think, maybe. maybe. But she's pretty picky. Um, So anyway, yeah, we'll give it a a four, a two, and a five on that. That's uh, accessibility, portability, and snackability, flavor, whatever, all in that order. Um. And other Halloween-flavored candies, um, this came out last year. I don't think we reviewed it last year, but even if we didn't, we weren't doing this kind of review style, so we can kind of do it again. This is the Skittles Cauldron flavor, uh, or Cauldron, you know, mix, or whatever. mix, whatever. Like I said, it came out last year. Is it really much different than their other mixes? Um, I mean, it's good. The but... flavors are always slightly different. They're always some kind of berry or fruity flavor. I mean, it's not... I know, but it's just like... You know, uh, it's, it comes in a bright orange bag, so you couldn't really miss it if you're looking for the Skittles. But yeah, and they kind of give it like they give these like little gimmicky names. But um, yeah, I don't know that there's really any other Skittles that has like the pear flavor or the. I think there is tangerine somewhere. Yeah, there's tangerine in it. But yeah, I the pear flavor is the only one I haven't seen elsewhere. So I don't know if they kind of like I don't know if they change any of these flavors up too much. They're pretty good, though. So these are the flavors. So the green is a petrified pear. pear. The purple is gripping grape. Gripping? I guess they were reaching there Like for strangling that. grape? <laughs> strangling. They didn't want to put strangling, so they said gripping. Twisted tangerine. Mm. Twisted. Uh, 
uh, boogie berry, uh, and lurking lemon. Oh, okay. Lemon is quite the lurker. So, yeah, I mean, they gave it kind of really cheesy, hokey names because, you know, it's all the Halloween. It's the Skittles for uh, stalkers. Yeah. For so those of you that like to lurk grip and uh, what was the other? <laughs> lurk grip. Uh, twist, get twisted. <laughs> yeah. Boogie. Um, so, yeah. If you're watching the movie Creep, Creep. eat some cauldron Skittles. It goes right <laughs> along with that movie. So I I, uh, I I don't know if I've uh, divulged this on the podcast before, but I am a huge Skittles fan. I love Skittles. Oh my gosh! Him, I mean, who is him and a friend in high school ate so many Skittles I could not believe it was like constantly. Every time I saw them, they had a bag of Skittles. Yeah. Uh, Chris, or Ryan, Chris and Ryan. Uh, yeah, you're saying me and a friend. Yeah, Chris and a friend. Um, um, I didn't fall into their their uh, trap. The the trap, <laughs> but tropical Skittles was what they ate. All the time. All oh, dude. the freaking time. I remember, I think Ryan had like a stash of them in his truck or something. No, no, on. I had a stash of them. You had them in, yeah, in my right. truck, that's yeah. Right. You had them in your no, truck. No, we bought like, we bought the huge, the boxes. Like, at Sam's Club, At right? Sam's Club that come yep. with the full-size packages. It was like, I don't know, 20-some packages. And yeah, I would just like buy like those boxes and then I'd put them in the center console of my truck. <laughs> And man, we were just so addicted to the tropical, tropical skittles. skittles. Every time we went out, every time we hung tropical out, tropical skittles. Yeah, tropical skittles. And then that's when Ryan's like, I guess Ryan dubbed the whole "it's like a tropical orgy" oh. in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And every time, ever I since then, he just that. said that, and I'm like, dude, are you stoned? When you said that, he probably like, was. To be honest, <laughs> but it was just so funny the way he said it. I could never replicate it, but he's like. Oh, he's just so good. He's like, it's like a tropical RG in your mouth. <laughs> sounds like, like a... <laughs> it's like a, like a stone Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> that's kind of what it was like. Crap, what movie was that? Oh. High School Girls, you know? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, so yeah, we were we were pretty into our tropical skills. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's uh, it's good stuff. The cauldron is pretty good. It's not really anything groundbreaking though. Um, if you're if you like Skittles, great, perfect snack though. I am um, so. Oh yeah, you can't really go wrong with Skittles. Yeah, yeah, you can totally snack on those, and you can tear that back up. That's the problem. The only, the only problem I have with Skittles, like, I'm, I'm not a problem, like, necessarily, I love Skittles. But it's, I guess it kind of goes for almost any candy. But the more you eat, the more it, like, distorts your flavor, your your taste buds and stuff. Uh, so, like, especially if you're drinking a soda, like, then the soda just tastes weird. Yeah, that's true. It, it's got, like, a really funky weird, you know, so. But anyway, I really like it. It's good stuff. No, so. they're good. It's the only problem I have with, with Skittles is I don't really, and like you said, once you eat a bunch of them, the, the flavors start to kind of mesh and you yeah. know whatever. So to me, like Skittles are great, but when you find when you get a bag of Skittles, I'm I'm pretty much good for like for a while because yeah. I, to me they always end up tasting the same. Yeah, you know. So well, well, yeah. The way I always eat them, this is actually how I eat them. I always pour myself like a quick you know like handful or grab some handful out of the bag or whatever, and then I look down and I literally just grab them by groups of colors, uh, so I get the full flavor of just that color. Like, so I just pretty much grab it. That's how I I'm, eat them. I've always it's been... Like, it's like... I'm always a flavor mixer. I always like to figure out which combinations like, uh, taste yeah. the best together. I, I do the same thing with Starburst, actually. I'll take, no. I always take two different flavors of Starburst, and I squish them together in my hand, and then I eat them together to find mm-hmm. the best pairings. Hey, that works, man. Yeah, so... Yep. So anyway, um, accessibility, they're everywhere. Yeah. That's five. Uh, portability, uh, I, I'd give it... I'd give it a... 
Actually, in the days of resealable containers, I'd probably give it a four. Not that, you know, I mean, I guess... Do scales can't... go stale? I guess they don't. But if you look at, like, the new packaging for the M&Ms now, you've seen they've got the zip. No way. You haven't seen that I now? I haven't seen that. No I way. mean, granted, you can still buy the big old bags like that, but they now have zip bags. Now, see, I've seen M&Ms go bad. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. go bad. I have. I don't know if Skittles, Skittles go bad. I don't know if Skittles go bad, but yeah. So maybe that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I mean five. It's still perfect for snacking and everything. And then, um, flavor wise, I'd probably just give it a four or three. I'd give it a three just because it's kind of meh. Yeah, it's like meh. I mean, it's not that it's bad. It's really good, but I mean, it's just not it's anything Skittles. different. It's Skittles, yeah. So they just give you really funky names for the flavors just because it's Halloween, I guess. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> The other thing, the third thing for this week, third, uh, I'm going to hold it, three fingers. Third thing for this week, new Oreos. Cookie butter. Cookie Oreos. butter, yeah. Which I don't know what cookie butter is. So I didn't know what to expect when I tasted it. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect either. I, I didn't really know what cookie butter was either, to be honest. So, so I mean, can you explain what cookie butter is, Aaron? Okay, you have to speak up. Yeah. So, okay, my wife, like, loves cookie butter, and that's exactly why we got the Oreos. Yeah, she I have never heard of cookie butter before, so I don't know what it is. She got them, yeah. I love cookies. I like butter, but I don't know what cookie okay. butter is. So what's cookie butter? Okay, so these, you see, have you seen these cookies? Yes. Bischoff cookies? Bischoff cookies. They give them to you on Delta Airlines and Yeah. Stuff. Okay, so cookie butter is like peanut butter, but made with Bischoff cookies. Ooh. Oh. So you can, that's like, delicious. eat it with a spoon. Oh, I see. So it's literally cookie butter. butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the cream of these is what it tastes like. Ooh. Gotcha. I, mean, they already I tried it. Like the well, and, and, and it's a gram, it's a gram cracker cookie, cookie or meat cookie. And the Bischoff cookie. cookies are like kind of like a gram cracker inconsistent. Yeah, I so they have a picture of the Bischoff cookies, I think, on and the, on you the can front. And Bischoff cookies dipped in chocolate, Ooh. which is the best. Oh, yeah. So they should take this a step further they and dip them in chocolate. Chocolate swirl. Or no, I think they should dip it in chocolate and like they do the specialty Oreos. Smooth or crunchy. Ooh. Or you know what they could do? Like is this they, is like this is the crunchy. crunchy. They yeah. could they could take the cookie butter um, cream and they could swirl it up with Swedish fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. And actually now, because, just joking. Because cookie butter is like so popular now, they yeah. even have Oreo cookie butter. Oh wow, Ooh. Oreo cookie butter. That sounds hey. good. Speaking of, I saw another, uh, thank you, guest yeah. star, guest Aaron, star. for explaining the cookie butter. Um, so I saw another Oreo flavor that came out. I, we're going to have to try if I could find it. Hot cocoa. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Why my, did you see that? My mother posted it on my Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes she posts, like, she posts the ones that she thinks are real, but it's just something that somebody like. Like the chicken and waffles? <laughs> chicken and waffles. I remember seeing her post. I guess, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to check that out, make sure it's like legit. Well, that one sounds like it would be. Hot cocoa. Why I not? Mean, for an upcoming winter season, yeah. it makes sense. That would be pretty freaking cool, man. Hot cocoa. You just have to stick it in the I'm microwave, right? <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is I'm trying to think of if, if you think they would include like little like marshmallows. Well, it's like it had like to be like a chocolate. Because it. You would have to have they, something they make the cream out of chocolate. They make the cream out of the cocoa powder. Well, because I don't want it to end up being like, you know, the cookies and cream Oreos, which is the Oreo Oreo. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't taste literally any different than yeah. just eating an Oreo. It's just the icing looks speckled. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just, <laughs> it's yeah. It's the Oreo Oreo. It's just yeah. cookies and cream Oreo. So yeah. I don't want it to just be another Oreo with chocolate icing. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been true. done before. It has. That's true. <laughs> so anyway. That's me being picky. Yeah. I love these cookie butter Oreos, even though I didn't know what cookie butter was. So They're really sweet, too. Like, I don't think they're that bad. Oh, really? For me, they were. So that's part of the reason, like, I'm kind of like, meh, about it. I mean, I tried them at work. I mean, they're they're good. I don't know if they'd be, like, top of my list, like my wife's, but... Um, anyway, yeah, so I don't know. We found these at Target. Mm. I think I've only seen them at Target because I don't, definitely did not see them at Walmart. Mm. Um, and it's funny because, like, Walmart and Target are, like, our standard for finding things nowadays. Yeah, and let me tell you, neither of them are very reliable. Yeah. Even though, like, maybe they have been advertised as exclusive to Walmart or Target. Sometimes <laughs> our Walmart and Target does not get them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so... But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I put it at about, a f- I just probably put it at a four. You could find them at, a, I would think you'd be able to find them at four, any target. Oh, for accessibility. Accessibility, yeah. Um, packaging is perfect. I love the Oreo. The they've, they've, they've perfected it with the resealable. Um, and so that's why it makes a perfect snack. You can eat what you want, and then you could reseal it, it away. Up. Close it up. Um, probably the best thing to do is to just take a stack that you want and put it in the cupboard <laughs> so you don't overdo it. Like, I would totally do. Um, and then, flavor, I uh, personally would give it, like, I'd probably give it a three. Really? I don't know. So, what would you give it? We'll give it, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go midway on this give one. It, I'll at least give it a four. Okay, so we'll go. Because there's th- other Oreos that I like better than it, but it's still really good. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll go 3.5 on that. So, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Like, I like I said, it. It's not like anything groundbreaking, and I've had those Bischoff cookies before. I just didn't know that's like what this whole thing. Wrong. Yeah, I you know, and I mean they're okay. I, I actually usually on airlines and stuff I decline the cookies though because I'm just kind of like no oh, thanks. I'd just rather get my drink, you know. And wow. I mean because again they're just I take whatever they give you because you pay so much for the freaking ticket. You <laughs> might as well get whatever you want. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I just never am in the mood to eat on an airplane, I guess. Oh, man, I was on, like, I can't remember what it was in Myrtle Beach. It was a really short flight. I can't remember what it was. But I, I made sure I got my cookies and my, my drink. It was like it was a really short flight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Give me my drink and give me my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> give me my cookies. Um, yeah, so anyway, that'll uh, probably cover it for this week of Gamer Snacks. Um, mm-hmm. So next week, hopefully we can complete the the... The collection on the new uh, Cheez Its and get the pizza one. I, I when I was at Target tonight, I looked and they didn't have them. Oh man, they didn't have them. Yeah, they didn't have them. So hopefully we can still find them and we can like complete that like that review um, of those. So yeah, we'll try to do that for next week and then see if there's any other great crazy things that we can find. Um, so let's just move on. Um, game on. <laughs> I can answer for you and for myself. Destiny. Game on. It's all been about the Destiny. Uh, so, the thing about Destiny is that's interesting is, I guess, so Destiny is going to be like an, it's like going to be an ever-going, ongoing right. thing. And, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get into the game and get so far into it and then drop off of it and then come back to it later because you have to do some serious catch-up. Yeah. I remember that happened to us with Destiny. Yep, I remember too. So, like, with Destiny 1, when we... Because that's what happened. We played through Destiny. We got through quite a bit. We, you know, got our light pretty high, you know, in the first mm-hmm. round and stuff. And then, um, I don't know. I don't think... I never played. I never even actually... I didn't play the first two expansions as when they were released because I was mm-hmm. too busy playing other games. 
And then it was when the Taken King came out that I'm like, oh, I'm all back in on Destiny. And so I got back in, mm -hmm. and now your like light level could go up to like 350 or something. And I'm like, dude, I have some serious ground to make up. And it, I don't even think we made it all no, up, even in our, you know, we didn't. We tried, but man, you know, we did not come close. So yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of games coming out here soon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eventually take a break from it for a little while. But I'm just, I don't know. I, 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 I played so much of it lately. I'm just not sick of it yet. No, no. I, that, <laughs> I'm not even close. There is something really unique about Destiny. Because I will, I'll tell you, man. Like, it's, it's one of the Call games. Call of Duty and, like, and even Battlefield to me. I'll play it for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be like, well, there's other games I want to play. Yeah. And then I start tapering off. And I'll come back to it, and then I'll be like, oh, I'll do a couple matches here and there. Mm -hmm. and all right, I got my fix of Call of Duty and Battlefield, and I'll come back to it. Yeah. Destiny, I can play consistent, man. Yeah. Like, and it isn't, it, I mean, it doesn't even matter, I mean, if I'm in a team or not. I mean, I love playing in a team. But this is a game that I just like to play around in, like doing the strikes. It doesn't even matter how many times I've done the strikes. It's like, yeah. let's just hop no, on no, and do a yeah. strike. Yeah, you know? that's, that's what I'm I was like, about to say, is because usually one of the biggest things that I... I will, um, uh, like, you know, like, I guess, what's the bet? What's the word I'm looking for? I will kind of knock on other games. For repetition? Games. Is, is, yeah, it's, it's the grindy aspects of games, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I, like, loathed about Division mm -hmm. is how grindy it felt and, like, doing all this stuff over and over and over and over again and feeling like everything, all these missions felt the same and stuff. And the funny thing is, is Destiny does that. But it does it differently. There's mm -hmm. something different about it because, and I think, I think the key ingredient is the social aspect. Yeah, of it's it. the community. It's aspect the fact that you every time you go into a public event, you're with different people, different guardians. Every time you go into, you know, crucible, or you go into a strike, you're with somebody right. different. You're with different people, and a lot of the times you can, you know, and then of course you can meet people that you want to join your fire teams. You can do all kinds of different things. Yeah, it's that community aspect that makes it better. And some people might argue, oh, well, the Division had a community. Well, not really. Not at all like this. No. Not at this level. Well, and, and I think <clears throat> I think the the whole package of it is built in a way, because it's, it's kind of weird, because Destiny is built almost like World of Warcraft and stuff like that, where you it really was built to be a community. It was really built around the social aspect, which they did tout that. For the yeah. division, but it—I don't know what they did wrong. Yeah, but it, well, you really concentrated on the fact that it was kind of boring. Like, yeah, like there was something about it that just did not jive. Like, well, the it, part of the problem was is that the only people you saw out on the streets that were like mm -hmm. actual other players, unless you were in the uh, dark zone, right. Um, were people that were on your team. That's right. You know, and so it's like you go into their hub, right, where mm -hmm. you can do all your upgrades and everything, and you can see other people and stuff, just like, you know, on the tower, right? right. Um, but then the moment you see people walking out of, like, the police station or whatever, they disappear. Mm -hmm. Like, they fade away, and they're gone, and they're, on, they're off in their own little world, and you go off in your own little world. And That's the right. thing is, is Destiny 1... Kind of limited the interaction a little bit like that. But Destiny 2 way ramped it up. Mm -hmm. Like, 
it's just crazy how integrated like the uh, just the missions, mm-hmm. like literally the side missions, the side quests, even the main missions, um, the strikes, the whatever are in like integrated into the world that other players are playing in. Right. Like I remember in Destiny One, like when you would go when you when you would do actually it's funny because that's another thing I was gonna complain about or not complain about, but like actually praise this game, the Destiny Two for over Destiny One. The strikes in Destiny One were all based on story missions. Yep. The strikes on this game are totally different than the story missions. Yep. Which is phenomenal. Granted, you could play these strikes as side story missions or side, you know, or yeah. whatever, but they're different, and that's one of the things that I love about it. But the other thing is, is so like in Destiny One, when you went off into a strike with your fire team, mm-hmm. yeah, all the other players that were in, like, say you went on the moon base to go fight down Fogoth or whatever, down to Fogoth to fight mm-hmm. that crazy huge. Yeah, that was troll. one of my favorite ones. That was one of my favorite ones too. And you go down to fight him, but when you go down, start going down into the you know the underbelly it's of the just moon. You and it's you and your team, and you literally see on the map all the other people disappear. It yeah. like it isolates you once you get into the mission. Yeah. In Destiny Two now, you go into a strike like you're you're in the strike in that world, and you still see other people running around doing their thing. Well, yeah, that's just like last week when we were doing the Nightfall, and I was fighting that tank, and somebody else came and helped someone you. Someone else helped. Yeah. Help, help me take it out. Even though they weren't playing our Even strike. They were playing our strike, we still needed to kill that same tank, and someone else was already fighting it. So yeah. We were just like, well, all right, jump on in, take it so, out. So, like and, to me, that kind of randomness, that kind of like dynamic aspect of this mm-hmm. game is what makes this game so awesome. I love Destiny 2 way more than Destiny 1. Destiny now, 2 is phenomenal. Now, I think I, in, in terms of everything leading up to the final boss fight, like, I don't think... I think no matter what, it's only your strike team that goes to, like, the final boss fight of a strike. Like, I don't think you'll ever actually oh, have, like, someone yeah. else be in that final, in the boss, final fight boss fight with you. That makes sense, yeah. But all the world pieces that you do in the strike... Yeah. Other players are there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> and it's just... Well, it's, like I said, it's just funny because there's um, there's times when I... Uh, like, I actually did a did a strike mm-hmm. the uh, the other day just, just to do some strikes towards my milestones or whatever. And I was just doing a strike, and it was in the EDZ. And um, right as we spawned, there was a public event going on, mm. you know, and the two guys I was in the strike with charged full steam ahead to go on with the objective and stuff. And I'm like, I'll let them go. I'm going to go do this we're public event real quick because, you know, you know, you always get the best loot from public events. Yeah, so and they were, they, were, they were probably a little pissed off at me or I don't know, maybe they didn't care. I don't know. But I, I went ahead and did the public event, helped all these other guys and then continued on with the strike, you know, eventually after that with with them, you know, and stuff. And it's just like, the fact that you can do that, you know, in this game, wow. is just you're on a mission for it's something just else. So cool! Yeah, it's like, awesome. well, it makes you just really feel like the world is like the world is way. It's you. way more social. There's there's a lot more. Even if you're not talking to each other or you're not talking to these other guardians, it's just even fun. Like the other day when I was at the, I was on Ion, you know, and they had the uh, pyramid Digon or whatever it is called. Pyramidian. Pyramidian. Yeah. There you go. The one that's like. Like, he's like the giant, um, crap. The ones that, like, snipe you. Yeah. Well, I can't yeah. remember what he is, but... Well, I was up there because I was trying to find one of Cade's treasures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just sitting there and I was like, you know, 
I was like looking at my, I, I was down by the pyramidian floor or whatever after I killed some of the mm-hmm. Vex and stuff. And then I went and was looking at my armor and stuff. And then all of a sudden I, I just hear these gunshots and this like, like this, this like, mm, mm, like, you know, these gunshots, like I'm getting shot right. or I'm getting hit. So I, I click out of my menu or whatever and I was getting shot, getting hit, but I wasn't getting hurt because it was some other guardian, some dude standing up on a on a cliff above me and he was just shooting at me or whatever and when I finally noticed and turned and looked up at him he just waves <laughs> and like he stops shooting and he waves and it's like it's just like so and so waved to you and I'm like like dude this is great it's I love hilarious. this and then he turned around and ran off it's almost like ah yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean it's just let's see even if you're not talking to each other like and that's kind of I mean what people think of when they think social but just the fact that you could interact with all these other people during all these different things is what makes this game so cool. Yeah. Like, I, I think Destiny 2 is going to have some longevity. Oh, absolutely, so. man. Like, And that, that's why I'm also kind of second-guessing what other shooters I was going to buy this holiday season. Because I'm like... I can keep playing Destiny 2 for a while. I can probably keep playing Destiny 2. I'm definitely not second-guessing Battlefront 2, but... Oh, Battle, uh, Battlefront 2, I, I will more than likely get. But I am guessing second-guessing Call of Duty and... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Call of Duty. <laughs> Old sign, but that's not multiplayer, but... No. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, and this is just kind of a little off topic, I guess, but I saw this article, um, on, uh, man, I can't remember who posted, but it was on Facebook, and they were talking about how single-player games are actually in a lot of trouble right now, um, because, if you notice, like, majority of everything coming out that's, like, been super successful is multiplayer. Yeah, and I think I understand that is definitely the future of games. Like, and un- I don't, I don't fully agree with that though because look at what happened with Battlefront. People wanted, I mean, they love the multiplayer. Sure, they wanted a single, but player. so much so they even had you know John Boyega like you know had his infamous tweet that everyone knows about mm-hmm. that really kickstarted this new uh, mode for Battlefront Two, the single player mode. So. Yeah, I mean, people still want they still want single player experiences. And you think about it, I mean, there's gamers out there they still want God of War. They still want those other games. That's true. But so I don't think they're ever going to go away because there's still a demand for them. A heavy oh, yeah. demand for them. But I I think what they're getting at is just that even though so the single player games to me, they are actually their success is I think measured over a longer time period. I think so too. So like they their launch they launch you know and then yeah I mean they'll be probably still selling copies for a few years. Mm-hmm. You know whereas you look at something like Destiny Two, um, and I've even you know listened to podcasts and stuff with people talking about Destiny Two as well. But a lot of people, some people even admit they're like, man, you know, I I wanted to get Destiny Two on launch because I I just want to be a part of this hysteria from day one, you know. It's like an event, like when it starts, right. and so when people like when people are all converging on this, it's kind of just the popularity of being involved in that multiplayer well, aspect. Well, and I think too, so success is like right out the gate, you know. Well, it's like what you were saying too, like like last last time Destiny came out when we had to do a catch up, right? Yeah. Destiny's a game that you don't want to have to catch up. Yeah. You want to be there when unless it you're starts. Mad, because- yeah. Because <laughs> he could do that in a day. Oh, man. My brother. He's, he's like he, freaking, I don't know how many like characters a, now. Well, so he's, because you can only have a total of three characters. Yeah. But he's like done three characters to like the maximum possible 290, whatever plus, right. I don't know, 
And then he's like, it looks like he's like erased all of them and redone them. Yeah. <laughs> all over again. <laughs> and I saw even even before coming to do the podcast tonight, he was already online playing. So I... He was. Yeah, man. He he's a he's a. Now I think gamer, at that man. point, at that point, I might get burnt you might out. Get burnt out on it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I could do that. You know, that's just that that's. I mean, I love video games. Don't get me wrong, and I am. I consider myself a hardcore gamer. Mm-hmm. But playing any game that much, holy crap! Well, I told you, my brother-in-law, he's like that with Diablo three. Yeah. He. I was like that with Battlefront. All and replayed and replayed that game. He's done all the questing to, like, craft all the different gear to make your person mm-hmm. the most powerful thing that could ever happen. Yeah. But my brother's like that, too, with almost any game, though. He's replayed all the Dark Souls games I don't know how many times. Oh, yeah. And he's, he same for Bloodborne. He played that, like, three or four uh, times. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not doubting that that can't happen. Because, like I said, that happened with me for Battlefront. Right. I put, like, 150-plus hours into that game. And that's the most I've ever put into a game. I I actually thought next for to Skyrim. next to Skyrim I thought Skyrim was my top, and I was like near a hundred with Skyrim. But then I saw like the amount of hours last time I played Battlefront that I put into it, and I'm just like, holy cow! I I, I played that game to death. But and some people might be like 150 plus. That's child's yeah. play. I put like 600 hours in. No, but seriously though, I mean, I don't know. I I I think if I did that over and over again, I might get burnt. But still, Destiny, I think, has got legs. I think Destiny 2 has got Destiny, all... Even for me, Destiny is a different beast altogether because, and even Chris can attest to this, I'm a guy who likes to jump games. I like to jump around. I like to test games out, you know, do all kinds of little, you know, play a game for a little bit, but then I kind of get bored with it. So then I jump over here, and then I go back to a game, and I want to play it a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Um, typically I would have been bored at this point with most games. I would have been wanting to look for something new or play something new for a little bit and then mm-hmm. come back to it. This game I'm not sick of. Yeah. No. I'm not sick of it and I want to keep playing it. And we're going to come back to it next year when there's bigger DLC and stuff and we're going to come back to it the year after, I'm sure. Yeah. For three more years until it's Destiny 3 comes power, out. Yeah. And then, because it's like I keep wanting to get more gear and like to, I'm excited tonight to go see Zer, you know, and see what he's got and, and, uh, Hopefully it's better than level 270 crap. That's my one complaint. As Zer, to me, is not as effective as he was before. Well, he's, he's a lo- lot easier to buy things from yeah, now. Yeah, he's losing his potency. Come on, man. Well, because I remember, <laughs> I remember last... Give me some good stuff. I remember on Destiny 1, finding those strange coins was so freaking hard that I hardly ever... Like, I would always go see Zer, but 90% of the time, I could never get anything from him. Yeah. I would be like, oh, I gotta find some more strange coins. You know, I gotta go figure out how to get more. Blah blah yeah. blah. But now it's like, every time you get rid, legendary gear is so easy to come by in this in this game, and yeah. that's what it takes to buy stuff Shirts, for sure is yeah. dismantling your legendary gear. That. I haven't had a problem buying multiple things from Zer. Oh yeah, in, you know, in a, I could buy a his whole outfit in one because it's yeah. usually four things. I mean, so I mean, if it is two seventy, yeah, that's that does kind of suck. But no, it wouldn't. Remember, because you leveled up and you bought rebought stuff from Zer and it adhered to your level, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But then I leveled up even more and it was still two seventy. <laughs> so oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So like, I mean. That was back, yeah, in the first week he came around. He came around in, a, in a, something. I bought something at, like, level 260 or whatever mm. from him. And then I, like, leveled up within two nights past 
Yeah, to like 268 or 269, 270-ish. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to him, and he had level 270 stuff. The same exact stuff, because it was in the same weekend. So I went ahead and rebought it mm-hmm. to up my power or whatever. Um, but then I came back when I was like 286, and it was still 270. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm 291 now, so I'm still hoping that he, it'll be higher than 270. I don't know if it goes beyond 270 or not. <laughs> I'm hoping it does. Well, I know, I know. I look. I think I looked online this week. He's got a exotic submachine gun. Yeah. I can't remember what perks it has. And for me, as a Titan, the the chest pe- the chest piece that he's selling is a piece I've already had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only good if you use um, oh crap. What's the fire abilities called in this one? I can't remember. Solar. solar. Oh, solar. Yeah. It it only has perks if you're a person who likes to use solar, and I that's my least favorite of any of their abilities. Yeah. So. I don't know I'm not if I'll fan, get it. I'm not a huge fan of the solar either. I like the arc stuff. Well, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I like it that... The void you know, is pretty cool, too. The void is awesome, and I like the arc. The, the Those are my favorite. But the solar, like, the Titan throwing the hammer thing, I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of lame compared to the awesome Captain America shield. <laughs> the Titan throwing the hammer thing, and then the... Yeah. The sh- they took a page from Marvel, man. They really did. I know, they did. Time. I know. Because really, the, the striker is like Hulk. Because he yeah he's running around pounds, I know and then it's crazy the they shield. totally got the Avengers going on with the Titan yeah I know <laughs> Titan's my favorite yeah so <laughs> so anyway yeah no Destiny's great we're gonna be talking about it for a while oh uh, yeah but yeah we should uh, probably I jump guess, into some news well I say I say for new for this week I can talk a little bit about the faction rallies that was oh, new yeah and yep. I haven't even done it yet so that that debuted on Tuesday so the faction rallies and I actually did get a chance to try some out on Tuesday. Um, even though I didn't think I was going to. Um, so, yeah, the the faction rallies are, I mean, it, it, to me, it's I mean, it's it's just something to do for this week. It's something different a little bit. I mean, there's not a lot to it, a whole lot different to it, I guess I should say. But essentially, you're going to get a new milestone every single day. And uh, the milestone is, I mean, I guess it'll be the same. I don't know. If you don't do it in a day, you're going to still have the... It's the same milestone type. And what it is, is you have to go around and destroy supplies in lost sectors on a given planet. So, like, on Tuesday, it was the EDZ. And then I didn't get back to it because I didn't get to play Wednesday, but then I played Thursday a little bit. And then it was Titan on Thursday. Mm. Um, so, essentially, yeah, what you do, just like when you go into a lost sector to lit... You go into a lost sector, and you can go ahead and loot it while you're there if you want. But your real goal is to go in there and destroy supplies, which you'll see, and they'll be kind of glowing, and you know, around, and your map indicator will highlight it when you get close to them. There could be anywhere from like three to five or six different supplies mm-hmm. in each sector, depending on the sector. So, just a couple tips. I mean, hopefully, most of you figured this out by now. I mean, because it's been going for a few days. And it ends next week. Yeah, the third. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully you've figured this out by now. But if you haven't or you haven't got a chance to get in the Faction Rallies or you're brand new to Destiny, then just a couple tips on this, on the fact, uh, on the on this Faction Rally thing. When you go and do that, thing is, is you get a, you get a token for every, every single piece of supplies you destroy. Right. So if you destroy six supplies piles, you get six tokens. So, um, in just one... Lost sector. That's the one thing is they are extremely generous on your um, loyalty tokens. 
Like, you'll get a lot of Well, teams. Well, they go into a bucket for your team. Yeah, they go into a bucket for your team, sure, but you also get to keep you the tokens get, yourself yeah, to go to buy, buy stuff, just like you do any other tokens on any other right. world from your your faction. But so so that that is the perk, guys. If you're doing this faction rally thing, it's a, it's actually a competition between all the factions, and whoever earns the most loyalty tokens based on the people who join those factions wins something at the end. Of the well, game. what it is, not win something necessarily, but what it is is each faction has a supposedly i i don't know depending on your level but a big bad gun yeah that's going to be for sale um but the it's going to be the gun of the faction that wins mm -hmm. and the faction that wins those faction members will be able to buy it at a nice discount mm. i don't know what that discount is i i you know and then everybody else has to pay a hefty price for it mm. so everybody else will everyone will still have the opportunity have to, to buy the it. gun but the winners will be the one to determine the gun if it's their faction, and they'll get it cheap, whatever the currency is. I don't know if the currency is tokens or whatever. Hopefully it's not the tokens because I haven't had a chance to play it at all. But, yeah, so anyway, um, I uh, yeah, you can get tokens. You get tokens for doing anything right. during this faction rally. Like if you do a public event, you get tokens. If Actually, public events are the best way to earn tokens, to tokens. and fast. Yeah, so you could do it if you get crucible matches, but see, here's the thing: is you only get a couple tokens with crucible matches, mm -hmm. and these crucible matches can last up to seven or eight minutes, right? Right. With a public event, if you if the public event goes heroic, which nowadays everybody knows how to make a public event yeah, heroic, it's, it's pretty easy now. If you do a heroic public event, you get eight tokens. Holy cow! Yeah. So if you're on the, on a mission to farm tokens, just go hopping around to public events. So, but anyway, yeah, your milestone every day will be to destroy those in the lost sector. Um, my tip to you is if you're trying to go destroy supplies, um, if you, there's a lot of explosive barrels in the lost sectors now, you know, too. Mm -hmm. If you shoot an explosive barrel and it destroys supplies around it, which can happen frequent, frequently based on the positioning of everything, you don't get a token because oh, it's like the, it's, it's like the barrel destroyed it. Lame. Yeah, so that's, make sure you shoot. You don't shoot explosive barrels willy nilly because they have a far range. It feels like, and they can blow up supplies at like within you know a pretty broad <laughs> radius. That is pretty crap. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you shoot the supplies first before going around and shooting barrels and killing enemies that way. So the nice thing is though is when you do shoot the supplies, the supplies explode. So if there's enemies near it, it kills the enemies. It kills the enemies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's all well and good and everything. Um, one thing I heard, apparently, is... And I, I have turned... I've gotten a lot of tokens. And I've turned them, a lot of them in and gotten a lot of just, you know... <laughs> a lot of legendary stuff that I end up dismantling because it's no good. Just like any other stuff that you get from the EDZ or wherever else... But, um, at least at the high level that we're at now. But, um, I heard, I guess, that it only they only give you gear up to 30 times. Then, after 30 times of mm -hmm. turning in tokens, you only start getting shaders from that point on. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, because wow. they, don't, they don't want people to get more than, like, 30 pieces of gear out of this. That makes sense. So, some people apparently max that out right on day one, you know, because they're going around. Yeah, Probably Matt. So, but then the rest of the week is kind of boring for them because all they're going to get from their faction the is shaders with their tokens. So, hmm. 
Hmm. I mean, whatever, if you're all into customization. But, yeah, so that's kind of the Faction Rally in a nutshell. There is also one new public event related to the Faction Rally, and that's, like, um, basically capturing four points on a given area and holding it off from some pretty high-powered enemies. Cool. Um, So... Yeah, like they like the one I was doing on Titan. They had a lot of the you know the fallen that go in cloaking or whatever, but they were like you know the yellow, yellow health fire. bars and stuff, and they were tough. Like they took a lot of firepower to bring down. Mm. Yeah, and so anyway, and then once you defeat them, a big bad comes out, and you have to destroy the big bad, and then you get tokens. Nice. So and you get a token for each of the four areas you capture as well. So. I mean, it's kind of a... I guess it's a public event just for this. I don't know if it's going to continue on after that, but it's a different yeah. kind of public event. So, um, yeah, other than that, like I said, that's really all there really is to factions. It's just about collecting the tokens, trying to get your right. your faction to win. So, yeah, we'll do some of that with you when you get on tonight. You can try it out. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and move on into Game On. Um, one of the things we're going to do... I'm going to stop the recording here for just a minute, and then we're going to... Because Wes has yet to see the the we're gonna this is a spotlight news for this week it's big news or big big deal it's the Red Dead Redemption two trailer and it dropped this week we got finally a f- interesting insight into the story Wes has yet to see it yep. so I'm gonna pause this for a minute because I wanted I wanted to do this actually during the podcast because I want Wes thoughts to be fresh after we and my thoughts as well because I saw the trailer yesterday. Want it to be fresh, and then I want you know to be able to like give talk our opinion, it. talk about it, and stuff. I'm gonna pause it, and I'm gonna restart it here in just a few seconds. And we're back. So um, we just watched the trailer, um, and we got some opinions, some thoughts. Mm-hmm. So Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, Oh, absolutely! That trailer is awesome. You can't go wrong with Red Dead, man. Yeah, so I was I was completely ecstatic when I saw that they teased something for this week, and um, I was I was I was ready and waiting for it. Um, <clears throat> so Red Dead Redemption Two, clearly, I mean, it looks way more pretty. And the first game looked really pretty for its day on the PS3, but this one definitely looks super pretty. I mean, that's you can't expect anything less than high quality from Rockstar. Um, but so just I, out the gate, some of the big things that, uh, you know, to notice that I'm sure everyone that has watched this trailer has noticed, um, no John Marston. Nope. I mean, a lot of people had hoped because John Marston was such a great, um, likable character. And, uh, you know, I mean, of course we know he spoilers, spoilers, if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption, but he died at the end of Red Dead Redemption and it was a pretty, epic way to go out i remember i mean that ending to that game was just phenomenal i mean that story was so good all all around but you know so you'd kind of learn you know i mean john marston in in red dead redemption one is is an outlaw but trying to make his way back into the good graces of his of his wife and and in in the side of law enforcement and everything else in fact you know he's actually hunting down his old gang for the uh, 
for the uh, the FBI, the FBI uh, kind of as as his penance. The newly formed FBI. Yeah, newly time. formed FBI at the time. Yeah, kind of as his penance, you know, for for his time as an outlaw in uh, a gang that was run by a man named Dutch. Dutch. Dutch's gang. So he he has served in that, and then you know left and. And so yeah, you kind of get to go through that, and you he get. I remember back in the game, he gave you know many people. He actually gave his old comrades the opportunity mm-hmm. to walk in, you know, without you know <laughs> having to use the the gun, you know. But of course, you know, just like all games, you gotta you're gonna have these guys that are gonna reject that notion with mm-hmm. their pride and everything. Half the time, you had to take these guys out. So it was a pretty riveting game, let me tell you. And even after all the work he had done, the FBI still screwed him over um, pretty hardcore. And, I mean, he was just uh, kind of a man out of luck and out of time and all this stuff. And it was just a really good story. I mean, it would be a totally – it would make a fantastic movie. Um, I, I actually like Westerns. I know Wes doesn't care about Westerns. Yeah, but he loved the game. And, and you could probably see yourself watching a movie. And see, here's the thing. Is you say you don't like westerns, but you just not like older westerns because you kind of do like some of the modern western style movies. Right? Yeah, maybe more the modern ones. Yeah, because yeah, my my dad was all about the westerns growing up, and yeah. oh, I, I mean, did not like. I did not like. I can get. I can. Wood. I can. I didn't like. I can. Um, John Wayne can get. John some, Wayne. Some, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I couldn't do all those movies, those but movies I love Clint Eastwood. I like. You don't. You don't no. like any. Well, anyway, John Marston, uh, I mean, Red Dead Redemption, that, I mean, it was kind of encapsulating all that, but... I like the Three Amigos. Three Amigos. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, so it was just such a really good game. Really well written, really well Blade designed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> uh, really well designed, uh, great gameplay. It was just perfect all the way around. I, I actually, back at the time, I mean, I said, that, I said it then, and I'll still say it now, I... Red Dead Redemption has been my favorite Rockstar game, and GTA V hasn't changed that. I mean, GTA V was fantastic, sure, but no. nothing has changed it. I Red, Red Dead. Dead Redemption. I've been waiting for a new one, a new sequel, a sequel, Red Dead something. Is probably the best open world game next to The Witcher. I'm a huge fan of The Witcher. Yeah, but by far one of the best open world games that has ever been created. Yep. Um, the world lives and breathes yeah. more so than any game i've played yeah and it's oh man, I mean for so it was ahead of its time for ps3 era but yeah so now we're in we got the new trailer and i i did just say sequel but this it's appears 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 by all counts to be a prequel mm-hmm. from what everybody's speculating we did have to rewind rewind it a few times a few times because of me but because because there is a scene in the trailer where um, the new uh, protagonist, which what's his name again? I'm sorry, Arthur Morgan. Arthur Morgan, um, talks is talking to this boy and is like uh, something about you know once your mom starts. He's like, I'll keep your mom here once she's done grieving when your she's daddy. Done grieving your daddy. So I immediately just think, boom, John Marston dead. And they showed her you at know, the grave. You know, they showed her at the grave. The sh- son looked older, so I was like, well, maybe this is the older son. So I was thinking sequel. Yeah. So we did a little bit of research after watching that, and it it wasn't that. Yeah. But. Well, and I, I had thought, and I had thought too, because I know Dutch was such a huge part of the other game. That was like one of the standout characters yeah. for me. I mean, obviously, as you know, his biggest, really, his main rival aside from the FBI. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they showed Dutch in the in the trailer, and he he definitely obviously looks younger. Looks a little bit younger. Yeah. He looks younger than he does. Um, 
And so, or that he did Red Dead Redemption. So, I mean, it's it's clearly a prequel. And I, I guess in the description they say this is the Vanderlind gang. I guess maybe that's the name of the gang before maybe Dutch rises to power and takes over the gang. I don't know. Becomes, well, it becomes Dutch's gang. Well, in one of the articles I read when we were researching it, they said his name is Dutch Vanderlind. Oh, it is. That's okay. Duh. Okay. So, well, there you go. So, the Vanderlind gang, also known as the Dutch gang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, and yeah, so I guess this is going to be probably during the time we, so even though we're not playing as John Marston, there's probably a strong bet that we will see John Marston in this game. Not maybe you recruit him into the gang or something. Don't, don't, don't take my word for it because I'm not saying that's for sure, but it seems like we have a pretty high probability because I mean, you're running with Dutch's gang and so you're, you're one of the other gang members and uh, it would, you know, behoove us to say that it's more than likely John's going to join during the course of this story. And maybe your character will end up getting killed by John. Maybe that would be pretty. That would <laughs> that be an be, epic way to go out too. Be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe your character's death is what pushes him to want to be good or uh, whatever maybe. to get out of the gang or something. Well, so here's the thing. Yeah, and this is what I was. Um, I, we were talking about it earlier, and then I decided to, this is a topic because I wanted to. Save it for the podcast, but I feel like, I feel like if that's the case, it's genius mm-hmm. because you know I know so many people wanted to play as John Marston again and everything, and even I was one of those people. Yeah, I but now when I think about it, this is so much better, mm-hmm. and here's why: because if we had a prequel with John Marston, we already know how his story will end. Yep, we already do. We know that he's going to he joins the gang and he's going to leave the gang. To go work for the FBI, mm-hmm. we already know how a story ends, and so that's the always that's always the hard thing with prequels too, because you know whether it's in movies or anything, it's it's hard for a you know movie producer, director, whatever, or a game developer to make a prequel um, something different and fresh, and kind of making it its own story, yep. so that it's not just going from point A to point B, and point B being the start of the game or movie we already have Mm -hmm. you know because then it's just like what's the point we already know where it ends up but well they did say they did say uh in one of the articles i read was spoiler dutch survives this game yeah yeah (laughs) you know so but but yeah so it's to me it's genius because we get john mark we could more than likely get john marston Mm -hmm. and we get to see his entrance into the game we get to see that all unfold as we had learned from Red Dead Redemption right. 2. Right, probably fight alongside him. And yeah, but we get a new story arc from a different character. And this character was not in the other Red Dead. Yeah, and it was not in the other Red Dead. So, so who knows what happened with him? We don't know how he you know, how his story how he ends up. The gang or whatever. Yeah, that. or maybe he doesn't. Yeah, was yeah. I guess he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't ever. Not that I game. know of. I don't remember him being one of the gang members. So yeah, I mean. He wasn't in the other game. So, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, we there's still a, a fresh story that, you know, is waiting to be told. And at the same time, we get to have that satisfaction, I would think. Again, like I said, don't take this as holy writ, but of seeing John Marston yep. play out in his younger days. So I am ex- I'm ecstatic, and if that's the case, I think it's a genius. Mm-hmm. Best way to go, and... I'm I'm stoked. This game is a day one purchase. You know, if they have a CE, I might even buy that. Yeah, I might too. So yeah, might come with a horse saddle. (laughs) But um, 
If, and one thing, too, which I think is funny that nearly every game is including now, I noticed in the trailer, he's using a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, it seems like every game needs to have a bow and arrow nowadays. Yeah. It makes definitely makes sense for the era. Yeah. Um, but it just it's just funny that every game now has a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, uh, and I noticed, too, um, it looks like they're including more wildlife in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. They showcased alligators yeah. um, jumping out of the water and a big bear which i know there was bears in the other one but um uh so i don't know what other wildlife they're going to include but that'd be pretty cool to actually have more robust wildlife oh yeah um i think that was kind of one thing that was missing in the old game not that there wasn't a lot because you definitely hunted yeah um but it it wasn't like very it wasn't very robust in terms of wildlife so that'd be kind of cool if they upped the game in that era area um yeah it would but, yeah, I mean, it looks like they showcased a heist, uh, train heist in, in the trailer and a few other fun things. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I'm curious. The other thing that I'm more curious to see, too, is what they're going to do about multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Or never, are they going to do something else? I never got all? into the old multiplayer. I, I didn't either. But then again, I never got into any multiplayer with GTA 4. And I never did get into the multiplayer with GTA 5, but it's blown up with it's GTA 5. Up. yeah. So... Who's not to say that there will be a really compelling multiplayer with this time? I'm not saying that there will be. I don't know what there will be. We haven't heard on that front. I I actually wouldn't be heartbroken if there wasn't a multiplayer because I'm really just in it for the story. story, But I do have a curiosity. You know, maybe there might be something interesting there that they might have, as seeming as how they've created a booming success with GTA Online. So I don't know. When I know there was all those rumors going around saying the reason. Red Dead has been delayed so much was because they they didn't expect GTA Online to be so so robust and so yeah. that they've been actually diverting some of their you know guys that would be working on Red Dead to work on GTA Online. Oh uh, yeah, um, that was the rumor at least. That's not anything that you know solid or anything, but um, but yeah, man. I think they also said spring twenty eighteen now is the official air quotes official release date. Spring twenty eighteen. Yeah. So we still got some time before yeah. it comes out. But. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, how everything plays out. Hopefully, we'll get some more trailers as we get closer. Um. All right. So that's kind of our spotlight. I'm ecstatic. Mm. Wes is ecstatic, and that will be a game we will review, or we will at least be talking about on week one. Oh, absolutely. We'll both be buying that one. Um. So in other news, I don't know if you heard about this. This is kind of interesting. Um, so you know Assassin's Creed Origins coming out soon. And um, one of the things that Ubisoft has done is they've gone above and beyond in creating a new creating this world, right? Right, right. They've wanted this world to be so lifelike to ancient Egypt, you know. Mm-hmm. They've got all kinds of things going on um, in the world. You can you can see all kinds of things happening. You can see, you know, like um, like royal processions and and uh, you know people being mummified and like you know just mm-hmm. you can do all kinds of crazy see all kinds of crazy things going on in the world. The wildlife, of course, is something that's also being touted in this game. Um, so Ubisoft, I, they just announced this. I think maybe yesterday or two days ago. They're next year. They're going to have an update to Origins. That's called Discovery Tour. Have you heard about this? I have not heard about this. What the heck? So what Discovery Tour is is it's it's pretty much a, this is I mean this is all it is. It's pretty much a mode that they're gonna they're gonna 
place into the game that allows you to roam the world free of combat, free of anything, so you don't have any distractions and you can just roam the world, see what it looks like, check it out, see how things happen back in historical ancient Egypt. You know, like it's that's kind of cool. It's literally you can just take a tour of Egypt and not have to worry about fighting off bad guys. You know, mm-hmm. you could just roam and see the world. That's so awesome. So that's that's they. It's it's an interesting concept. I I mean I don't know how many people are going to jump into that, um, but uh, I guess it's kind of um, Ubisoft really taking the. Uh, I guess the merits or the accolades they received in the past with the series of being something that has his- historical relevance and kids, <laughs> essentially people, kids, whoever playing these games are like, I mean, they're learning a lot of things from these games. I mean, I, I mean, don't, don't laugh at it, but it's true. A lot of these games, I mean, of course the assassins aren't real. At least the assassins that we've seen here aren't real. They're based on a, on an actual, you know, assassin's, Guild, I mean, from uh, Maseyov in the original mm-hmm. game that back in, in those times, Maseyov, that I mean, that was all real. That was real. But, but, I mean, of course, this timeless Assassin's Creed and cult thing, that, that's all fiction. That we know of. Yeah, that we know of, right? Uh, maybe Ubisoft is an Just don't get on their bad side and they won't come after you. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, Ubisoft has shown us in the latest games that they're pumping out Assassin's games as part of the... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the bad guys or whatever. The uh... Oh my gosh, what's the name of the company? Oh, Abstergo? Abstergo, yeah. Abstergo is like secretly concealed themselves as a games company. I know. I know, it's like, it's just so funny how on the nose that is. And they're creating Assassin's games based on these. But, but you know, even from the beginning, Ubisoft has said that um, they have a whole team uh, as part of their Assassin's Creed team that does all this historical research for their games uh, to make sure they make that they use actual um, people and actual locations and actual events that were historical events to make their games more believable and more uh, just more relevant. Um, and something else I really enjoyed, which I don't know if other people enjoyed this, but um, in their Watch Dogs game, the first Watch Dogs game, um, I really enjoyed uh, when you were in Chicago. I mean, the game was in Chicago, but how you would find uh, one of the what was it? One of the extra things you could collect was actual facts about the buildings yeah. and stuff that happened at points in Chicago. Yeah. So I mean, I just love that extra detail that they put that they're showing that they've done all this research to showcase, you know, the relevance of their location and their setting and like yeah. everything and and i i just i love ubisoft for that man That's, oh yeah that, yeah they, they do good work on building worlds i i mean they're up there pretty close with rockstar i think yeah um of course rockstar builds fictional worlds but uh, they base them on you know on real, actual historical yeah. events and historical but yeah it's interesting when you look into this discovery tour it's supposed to come out the update is supposed to come out early 2018 mm-hmm. um so yeah while you can kind of do that um it also there literally is a part of the update guided tours that you get an escort to take you through different aspects of ancient egypt and I don't know if you can see like the picture on the screen too. As you you walk up, you can see like people being mummified and learn the exact like here. There's a picture of a 
them watching somebody be mummified and the process called evisceration and it's explaining it on the side of the screen. That's crazy. So like you literally can kind of go to school with this game. <laughs> learn a little bit about I ancient would, Egypt. I would do it, man. Yeah. I would go through it and just, just to learn about it. And stuff. Yeah. It so, so it was funny. I was listening to a podcast earlier. Um, I, I, again, I listen to so many different gaming podcasts. They all blend together. So, uh, so I, I'm sorry for not giving the credit to the proper one. Um, but one of their one of the, one of them were talking about they were talking about this game and they're like so why do why do an update like this because it's not game a gaming related thing right mm-hmm. and how many people are going to really do it they said i mean while it's a cool idea what's in it for ubisoft right and, so, and one of them suggested uh, that ubisoft actually might might get government funding because it's an educational tool now ha <laughs> That is awesome. He says he's not saying for sure that that's the case. That is awesome. It's likely possible that there can be a a standard that they're meeting with this update. And so um, they could actually get a grant, a government grant towards their game. You know, so, I mean, I'm not saying that that's, um, I'm not saying that that's like the, the thing that they're actually doing, but. You know, who knows? So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's an interesting concept. I, I, I'm, I mean, once I get Assassin's Creed Origins, I'll definitely check it out. I kind of like the historical side of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. And other gaming news. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Agents Mayhem ain't doing so well. <laughs> yeah, Volition is getting, uh, oh. ha- uh, making some cuts. Yeah. Uh, there's some layoffs, I guess, going on um, uh, over uh, with, I guess, Deep Silver was, their publisher, was pretty upset about the reception of the game mm-hmm. and the sales of the game, not just like the, the critical reception, but you know, you actually have to be in your address for that, right? Yeah. Oh, that's why it won't work here. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, uh, they, I guess they were upset with, uh, with Agents of yeah, with Agents of Mayhem. So, um, and how it's been received. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it got mediocre reviews. I mean, not like it got bad reviews, but the other thing is, is oh, sorry, guys. Um, the other thing is, is that Agents of Mayhem, in my opinion, um, and I, others' opinions too, because like I told you, I've been listening and seeing what other people have been saying about it and stuff, and it, it didn't really get the marketing push that you would no, expect. I didn't. Like I didn't I didn't see a single commercial for it on I mean and granted I don't watch a lot of cable anymore, but I do see a lot of game commercials now on Hulu. Right. Nothing on there for it. Nothing yeah, popped up when I when I was visiting IGN's website or other gaming websites. I didn't see anything pop up for it I really. didn't either man. There was not it, it was not marketed well, like at all. And I think if they would have really kind of tied it to the success of the Saints Row games in marketing and stuff, there might have been something different yeah. going with that. Not saying that that's the case, but, you know, that's just my speculation. But, yeah, apparently um, 30 people uh, were let go from the Volition Studios here in Illinois. Yeah, and I know they're not a big studio either, yeah. so that's, that's a big deal. So, so, yeah, I mean, that, that does suck. Uh, and, you know, of course, our... Uh, we're, you know, that's not something that's ever fun is, no. you know, cuts and layoffs and stuff. So, you know, we, we hope, 
hopefully those 30 talented people find some jobs uh, at other developers, other studios. Um, but yeah, it's just boiled down to the reception. So yeah, like based on the reviews, I don't really feel like the game should have performed this badly because of the way, you know, Volition's other titles have been received. I really feel like a lot of it is more geared towards the marketing push. And I almost would say that would be on Deep Silver. <laughs> that would be kind of on them. I, I don't know. I mean... No, I, I agree. Not, I'm not placing blame. This is just my speculative thoughts in seeing the outside picture of what's happening. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or whatever. But all I can say is the only reason we really knew about Agents of Mayhem is because Wes and I are like deep in the game news and we see the stuff. Otherwise, if we were just casual gamers, I don't feel like we would have ever even known about it. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm I'm a fan of Saints Row, so yeah. I probably would have known about it. Yeah. But, yeah, if, if I was an uh, outsider that was just looking at the news, mm-hmm. I would have not known it existed. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that was a flaw of marketing, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't really. It's released just kind of snuck in there because I, I don't. And like, I didn't oh. really. See, I mean, we looked oh. at reviews, and I did not see any reviews that were like this game is straight up trash. Right. I mean, most of the reviews were in the seventies to eighties range. I mean, which is actually pretty typical for yeah. Saints Row. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Um, October is going to be getting one of the best PS Plus game gifts. For PS Plus people ever. The only problem is 99% of those PlayStation players probably bought it already. Well, yeah, that's true. But that's going to happen with just about any of these games. You know, they're giving them for free. So I, I am one of those people. I bought and played this big, huge AAA title. I bought title. it, but didn't play it. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy that I'm getting it again. Yeah, she's terrible, man. Hey, I um, traded it in and got like almost every penny back. For it, so <laughs> not... Yeah, so Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain, Phantom Pain is coming to... October PS Plus games. I played the game because I, I mean I love, I love, love, love Metal Gear Solid, and I think Five was among the best. Mm. Um, it was such a good game. It was like the story was phenomenal. Had a really sweet twist. Uh, actually, yes, several sweet twists. There's a lot of cool twists. Um, it had a lot of depth to it. I think. Like twist. Yeah, twist. Um, and. It had a lot of awesome... I just love the open world aspect of it. Mm. They really, like... I mean, it's different than any other Metal Gear game you've ever played. Definitely the stealth is still a part of it, but you have to factor it in in a different way because it's all open world. So you get to come into your missions from different angles or different ways. You know, you get to go about things a lot more open-ended. It's your choice. That's what made it really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. I actually... I bought it. I played it, beat it and stuff. I'm looking forward to just downloading it and keeping it on my PlayStation. I, I would like to go back and play it again. It's that good. Maybe check out the multiplayer a little bit. No, I didn't see. Is this literally just Metal Gear Solid Five, or is this the like the Game of the Year edition that actually came with like Ground Zeroes? Oh, and, see, I don't know. And the DLC. But we've gotten Ground Zeroes before as a PS Plus. Remember? Oh, we did. Didn't yeah. We? So I don't know if it comes with Ground Zeroes or not, but. Um, well, because there was that game of the year edition where that came with like all the multiplayer. I'm thinking it's just Phantom that. Pain. If yeah, I think that's what it is, but I guess it could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Phantom Pain is is a pretty huge AAA mm-hmm. title, and it's it's a Kojima masterpiece. So 
I think placed or Sony really kind of pulled out all the stops for this one. Um, so even if you have bought it and played it before, yeah, so what? Redownload it, play it again. But if you haven't and you played other Metal Gear games and you enjoy them, even if you haven't played other Metal Gear games, man, check this game out. Maybe this will get you interested in wanting to try some of the old games because they're a lot of fun. Of course, I will say that the old games play a lot differently because the open world thing is what is so new, new to this game. But they're still really fun and the stories are awesome. And if we're ever going to get that Metal Gear Solid movie coming out, you got you, hopefully uh, you're going to want to you know brush up on your Metal Gear lore if you don't know anything about it. But there's a lot of it. Yeah, there is. I still I still wish you know even if Kojima's not heading this up. And I know they already did a remake of uh, Metal Gear Solid, the first one, with Twin Snakes. But I still wish they would do another one, but a newer one, like updated, modern, mm. you know, generation and everything. And I still think my favorite was 3. That was a classic. Yeah, three's good. I she's, loved 3. Three's really good. Yeah, I mean, to me, my favorites, is, it's kind of a tie between 1 and 5. Mm. I just, I like them both so much. They're, they're both, both of those games are just so good. But two and three and four are also really great. But one and five, man. Um, so, yeah, there's other games coming out for PS Plus. <laughs> That's not the only one. Amnesia. The Amnesia Collection, which is a horror title. Um, perfect for October. And it just looking at some of the photos, it looks a little creepy. Got yeah. some really creepy stuff going on there. I was sad um, that Dead by Daylight wasn't one. I mean, I know that yeah. came out so recently that yeah. it wasn't going to, but... I was really hoping because I really want to buy it and play it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I was hoping to get it for free. October 13th, man. You're going to get your Friday. Well, you can already download it for, you know, download it or whatever. But the physical copy comes out for, for Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it comes out with any DLC or whatnot. But, um, so, yeah, the Amnesia Collection combines The Dark Descent, A Machine for Pigs, and Justine, which were all three first person horror um, games. So. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around nowadays. A lot of indie developers are really churning out the. Uh, well, Amnesia's been out for a, yeah, for it has. quite a long time. It has, but and I think a lot of people have kind of used like Slenderman and, and that, and you know, and some of these other games that have come out as like inspiration because there's just a lot of first-person horror indie games coming out. It's the way to go, man. It is. It's 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 just interesting to see, and I'm sure also. Um, uh, what's the uh, the Silent Hills um, demo oh, that we never got? I forget what it's called now. <laughs> that, uh, PT. PT. Yeah, PT probably jump-started a lot of that, too. That game, man. I heard that demo. That demo, yeah. Is so... I am so surprised with all of that media surrounding PT about... I mean, there were people that... I think it was even IGN rated it as one of the best games of that year. With it even just being a demo. Yeah. They they said that it literally was one of the best games they played. And yet, no one took that as a sign to continue it. Or to work it out. Or figure out some way to get it worked out that they could continue the project. Yeah. Like, it was a perfect sell. Like, it was money in your pocket. Yeah. That demo literally sold... So many people on that game. I would have given them my money. <laughs> I heck, man, if they were like, "Well, we just don't know if we need support 
or if it would like sell, freaking put it on Kickstarter or something. I'll give you money. Watch the money go up, man. Like I. But now we've got so many other crazy games coming out. Like we saw that like alternate reality World War One trench horror game. Well, I, I mean, no, I know, I know, I'm just saying, but now we've gotten a lot more of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, so, like and so I don't really feel like I'm missing out now because there's just so many other games I coming. Like well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I do too, to an extent, but I mean, there's so many things that I think were inspired by PT. Mm-hmm. And they're all really good. Yeah. And really freaking creepy. No, I, I agree. It's just that that's always going to nag at me. Like, yeah. PT was it, man. Like, I know, but I think PT made some waves, though. I think it did I some good did. things for... For horror games. Um, so other uh, October PS Plus games, if you have a PS3 still, Monster Jam Battlegrounds, oh Hustle Kings, um, and then for the Vita, Hue, and Skyforce Anniversary. So, yeah, um, yeah that's that's all well cool. Yay. But those PS4 games, man, I'm looking forward to those. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's your PS Plus October gaming. Which should be available on Tuesdays, right? What's that? Oh yeah, t- Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, it's always the first Tuesday of the month that, yeah. that these things update. So, um, yeah. So if you haven't downloaded uh, September's games, uh, which was uh, uh, Infamous Two or Infamous Second Son, and I can't remember what the other one was, but get out there and download them before it's too late. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't yeah. downloaded them yet, Most or add them to your library. You don't even have to download them. Yeah. Click add to your library. Click add to your library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you need to do, really. Um, let's see. So yeah, I, I'm not going to go through all these, uh, I mean, and read these all out to you or whatever, but uh, maybe I'll read some of them, but Star Wars Battlefront 2, obviously coming out in November. I'm so stoked for that game. That game's going to be phenomenal. Um, if you actually seen the trailer they put out this week where yeah, John, Boyega, John Boyega talks through the whole game, like what is in the game. If you want to know what everything is going to be in this game, like, just the general layout and everything and how much content. Just watch that trailer. It's it's pretty astounding. I mean, they even show you a nice little pretty chart. Maybe that's maybe it's exaggerated, I don't know. But um, <laughs> where they show you that the game is three times the content of the previous Battlefront in all areas. Yeah, it's inclu- pretty crazy. Plus a single game player campaign. There's more ships, there's more heroes, there's more maps, there's more everything. And so um, they're definitely changing things up. You know, they're changing up the card system. They're changing all kinds of things up with this game. It's going to be super cool. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you can go out online and see that trailer, but you can also see what the different multiplayer modes and maps are going to be. So um, they're going to have, yeah, EA actually, their official site has this on there. But there's three prequel era maps, Kamino, Kashyyyk, and Thede. There's five original trilogy era maps, which is the Death Star 2. So probably Death Star 2 from, you know, Return of the Jedi. Endor, Mos Eisley, Yavin 4, and Hoth. And then three Force Awakens era maps, Starkiller Base, Jakku, and Takadana. And we're probably going to get more with updates later oh, on. I'm assuming probably stuff. Season pass. We'll probably get some. Well, there won't be a season pass, remember. They don't oh, do that. they're not doing that this yeah, time. Yeah, but we'll probably get more with The Last Jedi. You know, we'll probably get another map for The Last Jedi at some point. I'm sure that's what happened last time with Force Awakens, and and you know then we also got DLC with Rogue One, so I'm sure there'll be updates too, and there'll be more to it. But yeah, it's kind of nice to see some of that stuff. Um, and then of course we got heroes from all that. Um, so yeah, you can you can kind of go look go out there and look and see what what's what. But they've got that detail out there. 
So just get get pumped, get excited, and go out there and get ready to destroy some troopers and clone troopers and some. Dude, okay. So on this other thing, did you see um, the the trailer for the new ba- Batman Telltale Batman episode two? Mm-hmm. It features Harley Quinn. Um, I saw the screenshots of Harley Quinn that they were releasing, but I hadn't seen her like in the. Video. Did you see what's cool about the freaking screenshot for the new uh, or the screen grab for the new episode two? No. They they freaking recreated, and it's even just here in the mini video. I saw this earlier this week. They recreated the animated series pose on the top of the building. Oh, nice! With the nice. you know at the very end of the uh, you know the opening mm-hmm. of animated series, yeah, which is freaking cool. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, they, there's a trailer out there for Harley Quinn. You get to see Harley Quinn uh, in this new take on Batman, which she looks and feels similar to actually previous Harley Quinn takes. Um, but it'll be interesting to see um, how uh, the dynamic works with this really new and different kind of joker mm-hmm. so the joker um uh forget the guy's name who plays it now um he was the guy that i wanted for han solo oh yeah he's yeah i forget his name i have to look it up um but uh yeah this new joker man is it's just it's just really different like they they definitely went more with like the true to life unhinged person like that just kind of wants attention, like, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to see if you have you played Batman Tell Two Episode no, Two. Okay, when you get into it, or actually when you finish the first season, because you probably haven't finished that yet either, have you? Nope. Been playing Dude, Destiny. Get with it, man. Get Been with playing it. Playing Destiny, man. Um. So yeah, when you see the Joker, though, you'll see what I'm talking about, and so I'm I'm interested to see that dynamic with Harley in this new episode. So, um, that I think is coming out pretty quick this next month. Um. I don't know what the date is. I'll have to look that up. But um, yeah, that's that new episode two's coming. Um, this is not video gaming news, but it was kind of exciting news for me. And uh, Wes brought it to my attention uh, that a Resident Evil 2 board game oh, is up yeah. on Kickstarter. By Steamforge Games. Yeah, so I figured I'd mention it. Uh, Resident Evil 2 fans love the classic Resident Evil 2 nostalgia bit. It was it really supported works. in like 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, well, actually, IGN has an article that says it's funded in under an hour. Yep. So, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, they they created the Dark Souls board game and all that stuff. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's full on with the, the classic. Mi- the minis look cool. Resident Evil Two nostalgia. Yeah, bit. yeah. The, uh, the they they definitely kept. They said the survival horror aspect to the board game. So, uh, ammo is very hard to come by. Oh yeah. And, and uh, they said that um, leaving doors open. For places in the game because you can close the door behind you to slow down enemies oh, yeah. um they said that's great and all but it also slows you down oh yeah um but if you leave the door open you're also leaving it open for the enemies to come through so they have they said there's all kinds of decisions to make while you're playing uh to try to survive essentially and yeah. it's, it sounds really neat man i've been looking into it it's pretty awesome and they made it, it, it is a little pricey. It's I think it's about $94. Um, $94. With a bunch of, bunch of minis, bunch of uh, uh, content. Um, and <coughs> uh, what's really neat, too, with the game is it looks like it has like a couple expansions that comes with it. But they made sure to keep the, the Kickstarter very simple. So really, that's the only version of the game. Is the ninety four dollar version? 
Uh, oh, okay. Uh, there, there's a well, second tier. Enough. There's a second tier for retailers if retailers want to buy multiple copies of the game. But there's one copy that you can get, and it's 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 it looks pretty sleek. It's it's like yeah, I bet you it'll be a fun game. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in it. I mean, I haven't yet supported it, but I really want to. Um, I mean, because I love those games. I still think there's about well, it's here. My phone's almost. <laughs> well, while he's doing that, um, all these advertisements always popping up. So while he's doing that, um, I figure I'll uh, talk about this. We we actually missed this last week, we and did. I and I apologize. Um, but uh, in the what's the word? We should have had a what's the word segment for uh, the release of Dishonored: Death of the Outsider that came out on September fifteenth. That was oh I forgot yeah. that was uh yeah it kind of slid in under the radar and we we kind of failed to do to look into that I haven't bought the game I I, I at some point I actually might um I, I'm too engrossed in Destiny and then of course you know Battlefront coming up in the in a month or two and other games so I I don't know if it's gonna happen anytime soon but I do want to finish out the saga that we have started with Corvo mm-hmm. and I think that is gonna be the finish to that Corvo saga. Oh, absolutely. Even if they have more Dishonoreds later on, I think it's gonna be a new story, mm-hmm. uh, new characters and stuff. So I do want to finish the saga since I played the other two games. Um, but it might be some time before I get around to it. Well hey, before we jump too far forward, um, mm-hmm. so I pulled up the Kickstarter and it has twenty three more days to go. Okay. So you definitely got time to support it. Um there, there was an early bird <clears throat> supporter, um, uh, but it was limited to 2,350 backers, no. and it's already all gone. Uh, um, so yeah, it's $95 USD to support it, but it comes with a board game, an expansion pack, an exclusive Leon, and all the unlock stretch goals. Nice. And the estimated delivery is September 2018. Oh, wow. So, yeah. we, I mean, a year... Yeah, it's not, I mean, I guess that's not too bad for I mean, a board you game still with all the minis and stuff. You, you still pay, pay, pay now, for yeah. it, it at the yeah. end of the oh, yeah, twenty-three yeah, yeah. days, but um, yeah. So mm, get out there and support it. All right, so Death of the Outsider on Metacritic, it actually is holding about the same scores you would expect with a Dishonored game. It's at an eighty-one out of forty critics, seven point two users, which is actually about what the other Dishonored's got, um, and. Largely, they've been received well by the you know by their audiences. Oh, absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed the first and second Dishonored games, um, and I've talked about them on these podcasts. So um, you I'm can, hoping for a good Black Friday deal. Yeah, you definitely should. Dishonored too. If you get yeah, say if you get a, get some time, you need to pick that up, man. That had an epic ending, epic. And they, I guess maybe the endings could be different. Yeah, the endings can be different based on your choices. Right. But my ending was freaking cool. Yeah. So yeah, like so you were happy with the. Way I was. You I was having the way. I, yeah, it turned out. But um, so yeah, definitely play that game. It is awesome. I really like. Oh, it. I love the first Dishonored, man. I that game was fantastic. So yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm sad I didn't play the second one, but I will. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, there. Like I said, there's a smattering of different scores that all averaged about 81. Uh, IGN gave it an 84. Said it was wonderfully satisfying to have more Dishonored to play, even if Death the Outsider doesn't quite meet the high bar of Dishonored 2 uh, set and story or mission design. Um, even though it's shorter and slightly shallower game, it is it is shorter. I mean, I think it's priced shorter too. It's kind of like um, Uncharted Lost Legacy in a sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it's 
yeah, so it's a slightly shower game. There are some exciting new abilities and interesting changes to the energy system, and the freedom from consequences of chaos further encourage experimentation and freedom. All in all, it's a worthy end to the story that began five years ago. Um, that was uh, that was on eighty four. Let's see what else we got. Any other things dramatically different? Um, on the lower end, let's see if I can go to the lower end. Uh, there's only 150, and then like a 70, and then the rest are 80s and above, uh, which is quite a bit because it's 40 critics. So, uh, Guardian gave it an 80, said Death of the Outsider successfully sees out one of its most intriguing lead characters and one of its most powerful villains and a worthwhile adventure. Across six or so hours, the standalone indulgence doesn't add much truly new, instead relying on tweaks of its existing formula, but it delivers strong missions and an excuse to continue skulking around this fabulous and hugely atmospheric world. That's actually kind of good to know because, like you know, like I said, if I'm going to pick it up at some point, it it probably won't take me too long to beat, just like Uncharted: Lost Legacy. And that was, and I think that was a phenomenal game, priced at a decent price, and it was oh, it was really good. Definitely need to check that one out too. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely get it at some point so I can finish out that saga. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how the death of the outsider works. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he's such a prominent figure in the first two games, especially like, it's funny because, you know, they, they mentioned here in this, in this review, um, that, you know, as one of the greatest villains or whatever, I've never seen him as a villain. Though. No, I I've seen either. him. I've never seen him as a hero either. I've seen him more as a. Um, I guess the. I guess what I see him as is kind of like, the. He's more like a tempter. Like a. He's kind of there to just push boundaries and well, see how far you'll go. Well, you know, you know who he really reminds me of, and he reminds me of Ryak from. Uh, oh yeah. From Death Note. Where he just, you know, in Death Note, Ryak drops this book <coughs> that lets people... He's a death god that let this book, if you write people's names in it, they die. Yeah. And he just wants to see what a human would do with it. Yeah. Uh, that's He just wants to see it because he thinks it would be interesting. That's how I feel like the outsider is. Yeah. He's, he's just, just like, hey, here's some powers. Just let's see what you do with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like that's true. Why not? It's entertainment for him, kind of. Yeah. You know, that's how... And it's funny because he he also it's like he scolds you, he not scolds you, he mocks you. Mm-hmm. He mocks the decisions you make, but also while prodding you to make worse decisions or you know to take matters into your own hands, yeah. not necessarily to make the bad decisions, but to do what you think, you know, is the best way to go. I mean, whether that be, you know, violence or not. But, yeah, I don't know. He's more of a... Yeah, he, I wouldn't necessarily see him as a full-on villain. No. But I'm curious to see how he is in the Death of the Outsider game. Maybe he does go more full villain. Right. Maybe he sees that his position is threatened and that there's a bigger... I don't know. I, I, I haven't even touched this game yet, so I don't know how it works out. So I am curious to see him play it once I get a chance to do that. Well, but, it would be nice to have more information about the Outsider too, right? I mean, Oh, yeah, we haven't really done much about if, him. I don't know if they said anything in too much, but in one, they didn't really... He's just there. Yeah, yeah. in two, they he occasionally will drop little breadcrumbs about his his history. Oh. But they're very vague. Like, he will drop a breadcrumb about his, his childhood. Yeah. Or something else. Like, he was almost like a normal person, you know, and stuff like that. 
But they haven't ever, yeah, they haven't ever actually really truly gone into so, everything. So, so if there is a dis, another Dishonored, like they've already said, it probably it won't be Corvo or whatever. Um, maybe somebody takes his place. Maybe. You know, I mean, I mean, it's not Dishonored without the cool powers, and that's where they come from. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, if, it's, if, the, if the Outsider does die, I'm assuming somebody takes his place. Yep. Or maybe this is the end of Dishonored. Who knows? But yeah, maybe. I mean, because uh, um, what's the crap? What's the name of the studio? Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. I mean, they they've kind of got a pretty cool formula going on with Dishonored. So much so that I felt that they replicated the formula with Prey, just in a sci-fi setting. Because mm. Prey to me really is Dishonored, just sci-fi. And not not steampunk, weird, you know, world, yeah. yeah. So it's just a different setting. But to me, it's got the same formula, exact same formula as as Dishonored. It plays the exact same way. It's and they even give you the same note at the beginning. After you do your first big breakthrough, it tells you play the way you want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kill, you can do that, you know, whatever. Just like in Dishonored, it does the exact same. I mean. And you pick things up and move things the same way. Like you interact with the world the same way. You interact with the characters, and the, and they're all designed the same way. They got a very similar art style as well. Mm-hmm. To me, when I played Prey, I'm like, wow, am I playing Dishonored? Like yeah, that's really. what I felt like. So I mean, it's not that they need to have more Dishonors. They can always keep the formula and do something new exactly. with it. So yeah. Um, anyway, it looks like it was great. So if you're kind of wondering about that, check out Death of the Outsider. Um, so, all right, I think that'll wrap it up for this week, unless you got anything else you want to add. No, I think, uh, the only other thing I was going to mention, uh, there has been some videos drop about Monster Hunter, if you guys are interested in that. Um, there's been some videos, uh, regarding, like, character creation, and there's been, like, a world trailer that came out. Um, just some more things to check out if you haven't checked it out. Um, it's, it, cool. it's looking pretty cool. At first, I was kind of that first trailer they showed for it. it took, I, I wasn't interested. I wasn't that interested. But the more 83. I read about it, and the yeah. more, and that second trailer that dropped is actually really cool. It's got some pretty excellent graphics, yeah. though. I did notice that at E three, but I still just didn't know enough about Monster Hunter. Like we talked about, it was always on the the little like portable game systems and things like that. Like I just didn't. I've never played the game before. Well, well, and the more the more I look at it, the more it looks like a really like whacked out version of shadow of the colossus because you're just taking down these like ridiculously huge monsters and that's mm-hmm. like i don't know what other goals you have in the game besides hunting monsters it's yeah. called monster hunter but um i don't know i mean i i don't i'm i don't know it's on my radar yeah it's keeping radar. an eye on it yeah, yeah. that's kind of where i am too yeah so but yeah no that's all i got cool all right well i think that'll wrap it up for this week so Continue to listen to us, please. please. Uh, pretty please. No, we're not going to beg. But continue to listen to us. No, Check begging. us out. I'm, I'm not begging. Uh, <clears throat> but on his knees. He's just not, you <laughs> No, uh, I mean, if you listen to us on other uh, podcasts, you know, just hit subscribe or on other podcast uh, apps or whatever. Just hit subscribe or go to SoundCloud.com and subscribe to us there. Facebook.com slash PlayStation Patriots. All of the social media stuff, you know, we have also uh, got an email, PlayStation Patriots at Gmail, uh, if you ever want to, you know, let us know. Hey, join our clan on freaking Destiny. PlayStation Patriots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're out there, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we're out there keeping the memory need, of Deagle Bottle alive. We need a fourth for the freaking Trials of the Nine. Just somebody. We do. <laughs> we don't care who. Yeah, we need a, yeah, yeah, we do need to pick up a fourth. 
Um, yeah, right now, yeah, it's only a clan of three. Woo! Um, but and, and you can only get freaking five thousand XP to your clan a week. Yeah, so Matt, Matt would have maxed us out in like a day. Well, yeah, but we the more would. people we get in the clan, the more <laughs> the faster XP we'll level up. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So. Anyway, um, yeah, so just check us out on all those places, and then, uh, like I said, meet us back here next week. We'll talk about more in the Sony realm. So that's been it for this week. I've been your host, Chris Hinton. Wes Ekus. Night, everyone. See ya.